Are you looking for the magic to make your life truly count? Do you want the secret formula to make every day your best day yet? Hello, and welcome to the Finishing on Fire radio show. And now, here are your show hosts, Dave Wadsworth and Greg Vance. Hello and welcome, everyone. This is the Finishing on Fire radio show. This is a show where we provide clarity to make your life truly count, something we all want. And I am uh, with my co-host, Greg Vance. Hello, Greg. Hello, Dave. We're uh, constantly working on building clarity for ourselves, and hopefully we can help our listeners as well. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm, I'm Dave Wadsworth, and uh, our, our show is built around the ideas uh, in my book, the Finishing on Fire book, and it's uh, the subtitle is Live Your Legacy of Purpose, Passion, and Prosperity, and basically about living every day and making it count, doing what you need to do uh, that enhances your life, and you don't compare yourself with anyone else except for you yesterday, and that's what you want to do. You want to improve on you yesterday, and that's what we're excited about, so we're we're trying to get that clarity. I know, Greg, when you um, when you don't understand something or, or you you have a question, you generally stop. You you shut down, and without clarity, that's what happens. Right, clarity is so so important because otherwise, if you if you don't have clarity and you just keep um, moving forward, it's kind of like um, not knowing where you're going, and you're in the car and you're just you're going to end up somewhere, but it's going to be a complete surprise to everybody. Exactly. <laughs> like you're in the fog. And the worst thing is being in the fog in snow. I've done that where there's snow on the ground. And then all of a sudden the temperature changes and it becomes foggy. And yes. so it's a whiteout. And when you do that at night, oh my goodness, that is so uh, difficult to, um, to get around in. So so we want to provide that clarity for you and our show tonight or the show today depends on when you're listening. I guess it could be morning, evening or, or night. So it uh, doesn't matter. But uh, we're talking about uh, the second part of the subtitle of the book. Uh, last week was purpose. This time it's passion. And I want to quote um, from the book. The first chapter in the book talks about uh Harper Lee at three and Harper Lee is my granddaughter and at three years old uh, she's just a lot of fun just a lot of excitement a lot of passion in her her life and I want to quote uh, from the book here and it says passion boy does little Harper live with passion her words expressions and actions are filled with passion sure she exhibits ADD that's attention deficit doing <laughs> But only because everyone and everything is filled with wonder, excitement, and the opportunities of enjoyment. Passion provides her with boatloads of energy to live the good life. Have you squelched your passion for life? Question number two. Have you lost your zip and zeal that children exhibit without thought or effort? Mm, I love that quote, especially the attention deficit doing that's the the key <laughs> word is doing you're so so excited that you don't want to stop 
Oh yeah, that's you're right. You're exactly right. I uh, that reminds me. I, I'm going to go to a story real quick. I, I have to break in here. Um, I was so excited in my first book. It's called uh, Living in the Ditch. Uh, one ditch, two boys, three thousand adventures. And and I was mentioned this to you before about uh, having crazy legs. And I remember the passion when I was a young boy. And my brother and I. We lived right next door to a ditch. I mean, it was 50 feet from our house and we were in that ditch all the time. And we were catching frogs, turtles, snakes, fish, everything. And one day in the backyard was this huge snapping turtle. I mean, this thing was a monster. And I tell about this in the book. And I had my brother, we were, we were circling around this big snapping turtle and he was just snapping at us and hissing and, and carrying on. And we're like, mm wow, this dude's a beast. And, and we were scared. So I, uh, I told Doug, my brother, I says, here, you stay here and make sure he doesn't get away. And I'm going to run, get dad. Who's in the front front of the house in the front yard. And so I took off running and I was running and skipping and jumping. And, and it was funny. I had what, what I call crazy legs. I couldn't contain my energy and my passion I just had to get to dad and get dad you know convinced to come back and see this monster you know and, and it was so funny and he I kept he was in the front yard doing something he wasn't very interested in what I had to say and he I said dad 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 we get this huge turtle in the backyard you gotta come you gotta come oh it's probably just an old snapper you know and I'm like oh no 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 it's not snapper <laughs> anything to get him back <laughs> finally okay okay I think he had a shovel or something he's he said he put his tools down <laughs> he comes back there and so I took off running and I and I'm jumping and skipping and hopping and running all at the same time because you just you're, you can't contain and uh, I got back there to make sure uh, my brother Doug still had all his fingers and toes mm -hmm. because uh, <laughs> dad if you if you know what a snapper can do their jaws they don't really have teeth they have uh, like razor sharp jaws and um, if they if they reach out and, and bite you like a finger or something they can just take a finger right off mm -hmm. i mean they are powerful and they're mad all the time they have a really bad attitude i think <laughs> <laughs> but, but i when i think of harper they just that brought that up you know the um uh the attention deficit doing just the excitement of, of everything and, and enjoying every moment, everything you're doing. And that just brought to, to memory that, that time that uh, that snapper was back there. So you have to read the first book to uh, <laughs> living in the ditch, check that out on Amazon and, uh, and get that. Cause you only really enjoy it. I have a lot of people, I've given it to several doctors and they'll say, Dave, I, that just brings back so many memories, you know, all the things mm -hmm. that they had done. They had a little a pond or a ditch or, or some little body of water that they would play in as, as kids. And they remember the crawdads, you know, building the little castles and the, and the, and the minnows trying to catch the minnows and snakes and whatever. So, so it's kind of neat. It brings back a lot of memories for people, but, uh, but yeah, but passion is something that just children, they have it. They have it. And uh, I just, my, my thinking is passion is just energy and they have energy and bundles of it. So, so yeah. What I, what I love about that story you just told there from your, um, from your other book is that as you were describing that, it just gave me this uh, word picture for the word exuberance 
that oh. you're so <laughs> with that energy level and you're just, you know, just you're functioning on all cylinders. You're just high horsepower going at it. Yeah. Well, like you said, exuberance, when I think of that, I think of all your senses are heightened. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you, you're, you're visually, you know, stimulated your, your ears, you're listening and, and, and you can feel your body, just the energy level in your body. And, and you just, you know, it's just like a, a state of very heightened senses. And that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty neat, but yeah, that's funny. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so as I was just thinking about, um, about passion itself and, and it kind of goes along with what we're just discussing there is, you know, kind of, kind of like what are the symptoms, so to speak, in a good way of seeing, <laughs> of seeing somebody that is, uh, that's on fire and uh, has, has a lot of passion. And I, uh, some of the things that came to mind were, uh, especially personally, if you're doing something that you're passionate about, usually the time just flies away. It seems like you've been there 10 minutes, but really you've been there two hours you get yeah. so engrossed in doing something, uh, you know, that's pretty common. It just kind of enhances common. everything you do. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how, how some things you do, it's almost like the clock just slows down and it's just drudgery. And it just, you know, you think the time's never going to get by. You're almost watching every second tick, tick, tick. And then, like you said, when you're, passionate about something when you've got something that you just love to do your energy level is is high and time flies it, it it's funny it, it's just it's like how did that happen and i remember that so many times in my life i'm like that's where you want to be you want to find that that point where time flies and you want to live in that 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 uh, level of, of your life or that that position in your life as much as you can so that's a good point, Greg. Yeah. I, and, and it comes to mind as you were talking about that, kind of the opposite situation as you were talking. Um, if you remember back when you were in elementary school, middle school, maybe even high school, but those classes that it just seemed like they dragged on forever. Like time was almost going backwards because it was so slow. <laughs> so we want the opposite of that. We want so much enjoyment that, uh, that you, you just, you just have to, you know, set an alarm so you know when to quit. Yeah. I, yeah. That reminds me, I was watching uh, some, um, not Netflix, YouTube this week. And a gentleman that I've discovered lately, his name is Eric um, Ed, Ed Meads, E-D-M-E-A-D-E-S. Ed hmm. Meads, Eric Ed Meads, great motivational speaker, really, really good. He, and he talks about storytelling, and he says, if you want to um, have people's attention, you tell stories. He said, all through history, that's the way, you know, information was passed on was basically verbally before we got the printing press and all that. And it was in stories. And that's what people, that's what they remember, uh, you know, stories, and it keeps them engrossed. And it's kind of like a, a, a TV show or a movie you're watching, um, it's a story and you're trying to stick with the story and follow it. And, uh, and now, and he's interesting. I, I want you to check him out sometime. It's, it's Eric Ed Meads, E-D-M-E-A-D-E-S. Um, and he's just really interesting. He's done a lot of, uh, spent a lot of time in Africa. He's actually from South Africa. It's, I think it's where he's born, but 
he's been out there uh, in the bush with, uh, I don't know what they call him, but the Bushman. And he mm-hmm. would spend the night out there. And he, he was a couple times, he was nearly killed by two white rhinos. Uh, they charged him and they got within about 10 feet and they stopped. And he said, those, those dudes are big. Those are big <laughs> animals. And he said they could have just killed him in an instant. But they, I guess their vision is really weak, but their, their hearing and their sense of smell is strong. And they just come charging, charging, charging. And he just stood there and he's like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> and they got within like 10 feet and they just stopped and they kind of looked at him and then they just turned around, went back into the bush and it's, and it happened twice. And, uh, and he thought, wow, I should have been dead. But, uh, but he, he talks about being around the fire at night uh, with these, these Bushmen and they would tell stories and they would, you know, that's mm-hmm. how they just, you know, would communicate. And, and he said it was so exciting. It reminded me of my book, you know, Finish on Fire, because uh, on the cover of it, it has a has a nice campfire, you know, and it, yes. it's pretty cool. So and, and 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 that's what our passion is, Greg. I think it's it's the fire in our heart, the fire in our belly uh, to, to the energy. Uh, to, to do something and really do it well and, and just enjoy it so much that time flies, just like you said. So, mm-hmm. so what are some of these others you said, you got a list here of, of other things about uh, passionate or when you're passionate. Yeah, I think we touched on a couple of them, but you know, it's just that level of excitement uh, increases and just uh, you can probably, you can probably feel yourself being drawn into it. Maybe even your heart rate changes um, because you're just so enthusiastic about it. Right. Uh, that's, yeah, that's true. That's true. The energy level. Um, speaking of energy level, um, as I mentioned, um, Mel Robbins and the five second rule, she talks about um, going on stage and I'll mention this a little bit later about excitement energy and fear energy and she said when she would go on stage she'd have to tell herself that that this energy inside her this this anxiety was was excitement it's not fear it's excitement so she'd have to kind of psych herself out and and (laughs) then she'd go on stage and say oh it's excitement you know and things like that so you kind of play with yourself but it's got it's it's energy no matter what it is it's energy fear is is energy or excitement is energy. And, and we want you to be in that excitement energy zone, I guess. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think for the guys we're talking to here, we, we really want them to be super excited on fire about their life. And, you know, that's part of um, what we're talking about on this podcast, on this radio show is helping people navigate their way through that. So a part of this is just <clears throat> figuring out what exactly it is that sets you on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I know, I think what you have to do, you have, Greg, you have to look and say, okay, what are the things that I just look forward to? Okay. You know, when we were kids, we looked forward to, you know, Christmas, you know, mm-hmm. or, or holidays like Easter. I used to love to do the Easter egg hunts, you know, when we were mm-hmm. little, man, I love that kind of stuff, you know, any kind of sports. I love, you know, any kind of sports, but you need to find out what it is that, that you get excited about. You know, Friday is, is a big day for a lot of people because they know Saturday and Sunday's coming and just say, okay, what do I do when I don't 
have to do anything else. What, what is it that I will do? Well, one thing, my wife and I, um, we love sports. My wife loves uh, football. We mm-hmm. love basketball. We're big Hoosier fans. And actually, to be honest with you, I'm the biggest Indiana Hoosier fan to ever graduate from Purdue. And <laughs> there's actually not too many of us because they're such a rival. They hate each other. And so, but, uh, but I tell people, I said, well, I flunked out of Indiana. So I had to go to an easy school. So I went to Purdue and <laughs> that goes over real well in the, in the uh, Purdue crowd. Uh, but they, but I tell them, I said, no, I said the major I had to, to, to study, I had to go to Purdue to get that degree and so forth. So very good school, very high quality the only school that I know of that is top 10 in engineering and also agriculture schools in America, it's top mm-hmm. 10 both. It's uh, phenomenal. Uh, and so you're going to get a quality education there. I'm not sure how I even got in. I'm not sure. I must come in the back door. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, we, we love the sports. We love watching things like that. Uh, that excites us, and that's what we do. A lot of our free time, we'll we'll enjoy you know ball games and so forth. Of course, we like the Colts because we're Indiana uh, people, and uh, enjoy that. But um, uh, what's some of the other things that that you know of the here on the list? I know you had some things that light people up or get them excited. Yeah, we just had talked about some examples of what people might get excited about. You know, a lot of people like going camping, going outdoors, and just um, <clears throat> being with nature. And that could be canoeing, it could be bird watching, it could be a number of things. Sports, you already talked about. Uh, I think another area um, is really, especially for um, younger couples, is their family. I mean, they're passionate about spending time with their with their kids. And being able to do things together as a family, whether it's like family game nights or outings or <clears throat> or whatever it may be, you know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Simple is often, you know, as you were pointing out a while ago, playing with your brother um, in the ditch. Uh, yeah. A lot of that's a lot of simple pleasures. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. And and Greg, in the book, finishing on fire. I talk a lot about um, relationships and how to really enhance your relationships. And I, I talk about targeting people. And I know, I guess a few years ago, they used to say uh, that was like politically incorrect. You know, you can't target people <laughs> or whatever, you know, but I talk about targeting people in my book and I talk about uh, having a bullseye and, and we talk about this in our two day workshops also, which is pretty cool. Uh, you actually have a bullseye and you you put the most critical people in your life right in the middle of that bullseye and you focus on them first. And that's yeah. your wife. Uh, then you've got your children and uh, and then you got your parents. And, and then each ring, as you go outside in that bullet from the bullseye, uh, you have very important people in your life. And but I talk about targeting and, and how to make those family connections and those relationships, uh, very positive and very uh, enjoyable and, and, and just heighten the sense of, of uh, togetherness as a family. And, and like you said, depends on what people like to do. Camping, uh, we used to do that as a kid. I remember going to Kentucky Lake and learning to water ski. Uh, we had a little bitty boat. Um, it had a motor on it. I don't know how it even pulled us up out of the water to ski, but <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Uh, yeah, at the slalom ski, we had to actually um, 
get up on two skis a lot of times and then we kick one off because to slalom yeah. ski takes a lot of horsepower to pull you up and and we just didn't have it we had the uh we had the poor man's boat and uh, <laughs> it had a, a 50 horse mercury engine on it and uh, it's like wow that was amazing but dad was patient oh my goodness to, to spend the time with us but those were great times of family bonding yeah. uh we we camped in tents. I mean, these old canvas tents. It was like hot, hot, hot in the summer. And then, of course, once uh, the kids, we all got out of the house when we graduated, <laughs> mom and dad bought them a camper. And I'm like, <laughs> what's up with that? We had to go all these years in these hot tents. And then we get out and you get a camper. <laughs> and they're like, it was like, well, we couldn't afford a camper while we had you kids. <laughs> exactly. That's the exact answer. <laughs> Yeah, beyond beyond that, I was going to mention a couple others. You know, you talked about um, you know teaching. Um, people get excited. You know, uh, a lot of we can maybe think of some teachers that were just super. You know, when you were in elementary school, high school, or college, um, some people like to learn, and you know they get to pick up a new book or watch a new YouTube video and learn something like a TED Talk or something that can get people pretty passionate as well. And then the one I was going to mention, I know that you're um, super enthusiastic about, and that's speaking. I've seen you in front of uh, multiple groups of people, and you can just tell that you just suddenly start beaming because you're so excited to be in front of them. You know, Greg, it, it lights my fire. It yeah. really, pardon my pun, it, it, it does, it lights my fire. I, um, I enjoy helping people. And uh, I may have told you this before, but my wife, she used to say this about me, which is not a compliment, but she said, <laughs> Dave, you would help anybody anytime except for me. <laughs> I would, I would help people um, that I knew either from church or from other uh, social organizations or work. And if they were moving or if they uh, had issues and they needed help, I was there. I mean, just at the drop of a hat. I would be there to help and that and I enjoy doing that and my speaking I want to impart uh, some wisdom to people that's why I wrote my books I want people to enjoy the lessons I've learned and hopefully they can learn from my mistakes uh, I told a guy a fellow this morning I I, uh, I met a guy at uh, Cracker Barrel this morning I was having breakfast and he uh, he's 70 something years old he's retired and he, he came over to my table. He says, you know, what are you doing? Are you studying or something? And I had all my notes and stuff. And I said, well, I'm working on the radio show and some of the details for that. And he said, really? I said, yeah, it comes from my book that I wrote, you know, my second book. And, uh, and I said, well, heck, by the way, you probably enjoy it. So I pulled one out. I had one in my briefcase. I pulled one out and I signed it for him and, and gave it to him. And, and he was so excited. I tell you what, he says, he says, I like to learn. He says, I like to learn. He's 70 something, you know, there you and, go. and, and I, that excites me. And I said, Hey, you know, and we got to talking about a few things. Um, and, um, and I said, Oh, that's in the book, you know? And then he'd say, well, yeah, and this and this. And he said, I'd say, yep, that's in the book too. <laughs> 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 I kept going through that, but, but yeah, I had a speaking engagement. It was a corporate, um, uh, engagement, um, back here a few months ago, it was a sales training. They were having a two day uh, sales event and they were training. And um, 
they come from several states actually, and they came and I was the, the uh, keynote speaker to kick off their, their their training session for two days, and that was so much fun. I just really enjoy that because uh, basically, as a keynote speaker, when you start, you, you kind of set the tone mm-hmm. for the, for the meeting, and if you start it and, and do a good job, and and so there's some pressure on you. But the message I had, and I talked about in the book here, uh, my uh, the, the things I learned, and especially from uh, being uh, in um, going to um, Auschwitz with Eva Kor um, and, and touring Auschwitz, the Nazi death camp with her. And I talked about that and the lessons I learned about forgiveness and about, you know, purging the poison out of your body, you know, getting rid yes. of that anger, and resentment, all that stuff. And <clears throat> there's a lot of people out there that are passionate, but they're passionate in a, in a bad way in an, with anger, you know, they have a, an mm. anger gene or something going crazy. And, and we're talking about passion in a very positive way, a way that um, is, is good energy. So you're, you're helping and not hurting because, because passion can go either way, as you know, um, Absolutely. you can get started down the wrong road and you can be passionate about, some really ugly stuff. And, uh, and I've met some of those people and those are the ones I teach my kids to stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> or at least you have to have some balance for that passion. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> if whatever yeah. you're passionate about isn't what you do for a living, kind of got to have that balance of bringing yeah. in income and then, you know, being able to do that. So <laughs> um, I think one of the things I was going to go into, if it'd be helpful is to, you know, how do you find your passion and, We've got some questions or some ideas I can take us through if that's helpful. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Share those. That'd be great. All right. And feel free to jump in along the way. So, uh, so these come under the category of five questions for passion discovery. Number one is what needs do I see in the world that concern me? So kind of like, what are the problems that I see that I'm passionate about trying to address or to fix or, solve injustice or whatever it may be. And so I think that's a, that's a really good place for somebody yeah. to camp on. That's a, that is a good one. Yeah. That, I think um, if it catches your eye or gets your attention, uh, you probably have some passion toward that, that event or that, that whatever that issue is. So mm-hmm. the question was, what needs do I see in the world that concern me? Or they, they kind of prick your heart. Yep. You know? That's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. And the second one, a little bit closely related. Um, if I could meet any need in the world, what would that need be? So it could be maybe you're focused on <clears throat> clean water, for example, or maybe it's literacy. Uh, maybe it's just people learning about science or something like that. Uh, yeah. People, you know, or, or just learning about, as you were talking about a few minutes ago, about camping. You could be passionate about teaching other people about camping. Yes. Yes. Well, if you have a, a life experience that, that where camping was, excuse me, a big part of that. Yes. And, and it brought out so much uh, positive in your relationship with your parents and your siblings, that's a good thing. And you want other people to feel that passion, to, to enjoy mm-hmm. that endeavor and, and whatever that is. Um, you know, this, uh, if I can meet any need, I'm going to read this again. If I can meet any need in the world, what would that need 
be. It reminds me of Tony Robbins. You know, one thing he's passionate about is, is feeding people, um, reaching people that are struggling uh, for food. Because as a teenage boy, um, his mom was trying to raise him and, and it was, it was an issue where food was scarce and it was a problem. And he remembers uh, someone, he doesn't know what organization it was, whether it was a church or a community organization of some kind that brought them some food for like a Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it just shocked him and his mind. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is wonderful. These people did this for us. And, and, and he can remember the times where he wasn't starving, but he went hungry a lot and, and it was kind of sad. And so that's a thing that he has, has honed in on and said, you know what, I'm going to provide meals for millions of people through, through my work. And that's what he's done, which is very amazing. Very, very amazing. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, <clears throat> number three, uh, it goes along with, uh, your, I guess, well, visual metaphor you had a while ago, the target, maybe thinking about some, some rings, concentric rings are moving out. Right. Uh, so the question is, what are my most urgent needs in my country, my community, my work, my school, and my church? Okay. And so you really, you really think about those and those are some of the groups that you may come in contact with, of course, depending on what your age is and such, uh, whether you have kids in school or you're in school, it could vary, of course, but you get the idea where there's these contact groups that you have in the community. Uh, <clears throat> and so, and, you know, think, taking that out as far as it can go to your own city, your own state, even nationally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I give a lot to international um, mm -hmm. uh, groups, organizations that help. And of course, I mentioned before, you know, I've done a lot of mission work in Central America, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, and built houses for people. Uh, I went down to Florida when they've had hurricanes and helped out down there to rebuild uh, some of the people there uh, for Habitat for Humanity and some of that stuff. But then also, we've got to remember not to forget our local needs. And, and I think, Greg, a good point is you start, you know, with your household, with your family, you start yeah. by helping and supporting the needs of your spouse. What, what are the needs of your wife or husband? Yep. Okay. Meet those first. And then, then you work on your children. And then from there, you'll you know, make sure your parents and take care of your family first. I've seen so many people they, they get so involved in a, a community organization or a national organization or something, and they neglect their family to a large extent, which is, it's kind of sad. It's like, you know, your family's right there and, mm -hmm. and they love you and they're with you, you know, through thick and thin. And yet you, you kind of forsake them with your time and energy and your passion and you go elsewhere. And, and so looking for that balance, I think is, is probably a good word. I think you may have said, uh, you know, what are those needs, but, but you need to target and then, uh, and then prioritize and, and, and go from there. So, so that's a good question. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah, trying to evaluate, you know, what are those needs in those different organizations, whether it's, it's local in your community, within your state, within the you know country, or internationally. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, number four. What age group or type of people naturally interest me, 
And I can, uh, I can share one here <clears throat> in my coaching practice. I've been very pleasantly surprised to learn that I love working with creatives. So that's people that are artists, photographers, graphic designers, um, authors, go down the whole list of those people. And it's because they're probably the opposite of what I am <laughs> in that I have very little <laughs> artistic ability. And so they think different than me and it just fascinates me. And the cool part is we kind of appreciate one another because I'm so different from them, but it just works together. So that's just an example. <laughs> that's why you probably work, like working with me because <laughs> I'm so weird. I, I drive you crazy. You're like, hey, I don't know how your brain works. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can draw or not, though. I don't know. What does... <laughs> <laughs> well, I do stick figures. Uh, but I, I have that mind that's just constantly like uh, Harper with her ADD. I remember that. I remember those those times where, and I, and I guess I still do it. My daughter, Sarah, she's got the plague of this also. She says, Dad, I got too many of your, your genetics or genes in me. And she, she just ADD. She's just stimulated by so many things around her and she just you know there's too much fun out there where do i start and and i mm -hmm. i remember my son we'd get up in the morning and adam you say good morning adam and he's like you know, leave me alone <laughs> you go into sarah's room and say good morning sarah and she's like me it's like hello world where's the party <laughs> uh yeah 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 <laughs> and, uh, oh I, I don't know if i told you the story this is funny dan miller he's a friend of ours uh, both of ours mm -hmm. great guy uh, 48 days to the work you love and all that he's uh he's been good buddies with dave ramsey forever and just a super guy he is extremely creative um i like the way he thinks and i remember <laughs> doing a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with dan miller <laughs> I'm down in his office. This is when he just moved to Florida. He was in Nashville. And uh, I was down there sitting across from him at his desk. And, and I said, Dan, I just wanted to tell you, I uh, read this book. Um, it's called Strength Finders 2.0. And I was going through all my strengths. I said, my top five, you know, I said, uh, I said, communication, uh, empathy, um, woo, which is winning others over uh, yep. connect connectedness. And I go through my top five and communication and he, and he looks at me, he says, wow, you have no organizational. Yeah, I'm all over the place. So you, you can just see him looking at me like, you know, and I'm thinking, I got a lot going on here. You know, I connect with people. I just love people. I love helping. And, and he's like, wow, you're just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> you just see him in his eyes like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he's very he's very kind though dan is, is so kind i uh i think uh, joanne his wife has helped him a lot <laughs> absolutely yeah mellowing process yeah, yeah they're great they're they're great people so all right so have you got one more question number, num yeah. Yeah, number five this kind of overlaps we've kind of touched on a lot of these things already but what are the major needs among my neighbors my friends and my family so back down to that inner circle that i think you brought up when we were talking about number three so I think we've probably touched on that one pretty well. Yeah, yeah. We'll have, me, yeah, beat you over the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple more. Uh, I kind of was just thinking through what are maybe some other things to um, consider or some techniques uh, yeah. around passion. So yeah. one, of the, 
one of them. Um, some of these were my ideas. Some of them are other ideas I borrowed. But anyway, one <laughs> number one is love everything you do. And so, but what's behind that is, you know, really, whenever we do things, generally, we have a choice. And the choice is, we can either <laughs> quit doing that thing, if it's not particularly enjoyable, by either not doing it, delegating it to somebody else, paying for somebody else to do it on your behalf, hire somebody to do it, or decide that you really love it and go head first all the way into it. So that's a good technique, I think, that oh, yeah. maybe could really you know, help some people out. I don't know if you've ever seen that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny how you're, you, you get involved in something. And, and as I get older, I, I keep trying to say, okay, am I going the right direction or do I need to cut my losses and back out? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. at what point do I just, you know, do I, I, I just keep going and, and I realized life is so short and, and at my age and at a lot of people's age, and this is the legacy part of it. I want to make every day count. I want it to really mean something. And I don't want to waste time doing things that I don't like. I, I don't want to do things that uh, with people that I don't enjoy. Uh, if, if people are, are jerks or, or, or not nice people, I don't want to waste any time on them. I, right. I don't have time for that. And so I'm, I'm constantly evaluating who I'm with. Um, Robin Sharman, uh, Sharman. <laughs> <laughs> Not the toilet paper guy, Robin Sharma. Sharma. Robin yeah. Sharma. Uh, he's a funny guy, and he's written several books. I like those. But anyway, he talks about his son, and uh, he says um, his son was um, eating, you know, eating a, a piece of bread or something, and and he ate the middle out of it, and and uh, and left the crust, you know. And 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 mm -hmm. Robin says, "Son, aren't you going to, you know, eat the the crust?" He says, "No, I just eat the good stuff." I just, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> he's like, I don't have time for the, the bad stuff. And I've heard people say, you know what? Eat dessert first. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. so you can really enjoy it. You could just, you know, eat the good stuff first. And then, you know, then you, then you fill up on the other. <laughs> I think that's a good one. So that's a that's good, good one. Yeah. Yeah. Did All you right. have a good one through there? Yeah. Here's another one is um, kind of look for trails through your life. And so that could be that could be in current times or it could be in the past. But looking at, you know, what books have you bought, you know, that, that you're reading? What websites do you go to periodically? What music do you listen to? Uh, maybe even look at what you buy. Go look at your credit card statements and see what you're spending money on. And of course, you might find out a lot of other things, too, that maybe you're <laughs> a little too <laughs> indulgent in some areas. But uh, it can be, but it can be an indicator of what what really you're drawn towards. Oh, that's good. I never really thought about that. I see what you're saying. I uh, one of the chapters in in the book, finishing on fire. Oh, and I need to say this. I, I we forgot to say our website is finishingonfire.com. Uh, if you need to uh, contact the show, get a hold of us. Uh, have questions, please. Uh, Contact us there, finishingonfire.com, and uh, let us know what your questions or concerns are, or topics that you're interested in, uh, something maybe we've discussed before, but you need a little more information about it, or you, you have an enjoyment. Maybe you have um, a group that you want to have a speaking engagement, you want me to come and speak, and also you may have an interest in our two-day workshop, where Greg and I take 12 men, 
and we we go we have two days and we go in depth and it is amazing the material we've got it is life changing it is it's amazing and we are just really getting that up and going we've got all the material and stuff and of course covid come through and and put a halt to a lot of things especially yes. meeting but it's it's 12 it's limited to 12 men no more than 12 and it's a two-day deal where we can really sit down and go through and point out some things and it's life-changing because what we've got uh a lot of the ideas are in the book some of the ideas are not in the book but it's it's something that you will absolutely say wow that was worth my time because now it allowed me to focus in and find out where I really need to uh, to move, you know, uh, and make mm -hmm. a new trail maybe, or stay yeah. on the trail, you know, that I've been going on. And uh, and in the book, I talk about the, um, um, I have a chapter, it's called like 18.3 is bigger than 100, 1830 or something like that. I had two numbers, I can't remember. That's pretty sad, isn't it? But it, it's an equation, it's talking about living your life and it's comparing looking through the the rear view mirror versus looking through your windshield okay so yes. when you're driving you've got a rear view mirror and you need to 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 look behind you okay because you need to to constantly be monitoring some things back there what's going on and so forth but also your windshield is like a um, hundred times uh, the size of your rear view mirror so you need to spend a hundred times more time looking through your windshield looking ahead and not be looking behind you you can't drive down the road looking in the rear view mirror all the time but you got to have it there for safety reasons and i think your trails analogy is really good how you need to look and see where you've been and say wow did i enjoy that was that something that that i spent a lot of time doing and you know is that a wide trail or is that just uh, you know um, an occasional thing that i did and just because i had to or my wife made me <laughs> 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 oh my gosh oh i guess hey something i want to um, bring up too um we talk about passion and that's what we're about this this episode i was with uh ray edwards uh i was a part of one of his masterminds and uh out in Spokane, Washington. Ray Edwards is a, a fantastic copywriter. Uh, he's also good friends with everybody. Uh, Dan Miller, Dave Ramsey, Michael Hyatt, all those folks. And uh, but I'm a part of Ray Edwards' a mastermind. It was, and this was a 12 month deal. We went, and several of us, and we were in Spokane. And I remember this like it was yesterday, but it was actually actually a year ago, uh, next week. And mm. um, and there's a, a, one of our, our colleagues in there, his name was Joe. And Joe said, you know what? He says, I, I just, I'm just lazy. I think I'm just lazy and I just not productive and all this stuff. And Ray says, wait a minute, Joe. He says, I know you and I, I've seen what you can do. He says, I don't think you're lazy. He said, I think uh, he says, I don't believe you're lazy. You just, I wrote this down because I thought this is good. Uh, I don't believe you are lazy. You just need to find your passion. You need to discover what gives you energy. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's exactly right. And cause I've seen that in myself. There's, there's been a lot of times where I feel like I've told my wife, I said, Glenda, she's been with me 40 years. That's pretty amazing. But I've told her, I said, you know, I'm kind of lazy. 
I just feel kind of lazy. And, um, and really it's not, I think it goes back to this, this quote from Ray Edwards, where he says, you know, yep. you just need to find what you're passionate about. You, you don't, you don't lack the energy or you don't lack the desire. Um, you just need to find what it is. Right. Excuse me, that, that really takes you there. That, that gives you that, that launch energy or that, that uh, excitement energy and all that. And so I thought that was really good. And I wanted to kind of, you know, stick that in here before we, we quit. <laughs> yeah. I guess the other part of that equation is once you find out what that is, figure out how to enable yourself to spend more time doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. All right. Do we have anything else or we need to close nope. it up for now? I think we've covered yeah. everything on the passion. We've uh, been very passionate about it. Don't you think? <laughs> I think so too. Oh, so listen, so listen, Dave, let's take us out with this uh, quote we talked about. Yeah, we've got a quote here. I like this. Uh, remember our website, uh, finishingonfire.com, and you can find us there. You can inquire and so forth. But our question of the day for you is this. Are you growing or are you dying? Because you're not being static. You're not sitting still. You're either growing or you're dying. So ask yourself and be honest. Are you growing or are you dying? And men, it is your time. It is time to either fire up or fizzle out. And I think that'll do it for this week. Take care and we will talk to you next week. Thank you very much, guys. Fire up or fizzle out. Thank you for listening to the Finishing on Fire radio show. Be sure to visit finishingonfire.com for more great content. Go light your world.